You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Simulcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Dish Network on the television side. Overreaction Monday, Week 15, semifinal Overreaction Monday. Hopefully all of you are still rocking with us, getting ready for Week 16. I unfortunately did have one team snatched from me in the GST auction. Too much Todd Gurley was not able to handle it, but... Uh, my NFFC auction, I am sitting in the top spot. And in the flex PPR, Joe Dolan soul snatched fantasy executive going for back-to-back flex championships. So that's where I stand this morning. All in, kid. Jake Seeley, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good, although you see what Steve Gallo put up, so you, you yeah. might have to be a little concerned about <laughs> yeah, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am, Jake. I have Todd Gurley on my team. That's a, uh, that's advanced. And, of course, I'm going up against Todd Gurley. Much in another league, much like the situation this week, Todd Gurley comes through big numbers. we got plenty of time to talk about that on the program today. Matt Medica, how are you sitting, my man? I'm sitting pretty good. Uh, possibly the dream for the 100K died when Antonio Brown went down with the injury. But uh, the realistic view after next week, I got myself in a situation where it's two to three stacks of high society, so that's 20 to 30 grand in winnings as a possibility. So there you go right there. A lot of good things going down right here. Fantasy football friends, if you want to hear from you also, hear your stories, your tales of semifinal week, 844-843-6879. Obviously, gets kicked off early on Saturday. Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon giving you what you need. And then yesterday we saw Todd Gurley, amongst others, absolutely getting it done for fantasy owners. DeAndre Hopkins got his. People were worried about him. Cam Newton getting it done, the return of Aaron Rodgers. But really, I think the story was yesterday, I don't know if I'm going to say the great game that we saw. Definitely, Matt, a great finish. Great finishes all around. I mean, except, you know, Sunday afternoon you were excited for Rams-Seattle. I mean, I was just as excited for Rams-Seattle as the uh, Steelers and Patriots. And I still don't understand what the hell Ben did with that with, with that throw. There you go right there. Jake, great game. <laughs> better game or better finish? People were like, oh, that was the game of the year. Lived up to the hype. The game was cool, Jake, but I looked at the finishes really being what made the game exciting. We're talking about, we're talking about the Patriots game? Yeah, the Patriots and the Steelers. My bad. I didn't say that. I got, yeah, I got nothing for you. I missed the entire second half. It was at my niece's Christmas recital. Oh, man. Well, that's cool. Good times with that. Putting your Putting your priorities first. But that was a hell of a football game. And I want to break it down and talk about it. Obviously, we sat here on Old School Fantasy on Friday night. And I said to uh, Matt and Chris, I said, somebody that you're depending on this week in week 16 is not, I mean, excuse me, in week 15 is not going to be with you in week 16. It just so happens that person was 1-1, my man Antonio Brown, AB84, calf injury. 
not going to have him for your championship. Hopefully you survive. We come back on the other side. We start to unpack the game that was the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. Plus, we'll get you the rest of the action from semifinal. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. So the team that I'm gonna have about to have snatched from me, I mean, it's not final yet. I'm down 165 to 105 in the GST auction. My opponent is complete. I I would need 60 points from Austin Hooper tonight. <laughs> I need Austin Hooper to have a game of his life. Likely not going to happen. <laughs> 60 from Austin Hooper would be. The game of this season, so I'm not banking on getting that 60. The team I lost, Roethlisberger, Rod Smith, Jamal Williams, Doug Baldwin, horrible. Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, nothing from Funches yesterday. This is a team that Dak Prescott was the quarterback through the first half of the season, so getting ready to say goodbye to that team. Couldn't really get a running back to hang my hat on. Tried many times throughout the course of the year to try to make a trade for Mark Ingram. Nothing was to come back good in return, so had to say goodbye to that one right there. So, you know, it's pretty sad. But had some other teams to carry on, so discuss some of that a little bit later on. Jake, from what you saw the first half of that game yesterday, I kind of feel as if the Pittsburgh Steelers are ready to take that next step and knock off the New England Patriots. New England wins the game yesterday. But I think this Pittsburgh Steeler team, especially when they get to the playoffs and they get a healthy Antonio Brown, I think they're the best team in the AFC. I don't think so. Uh, their, their defense is just still too problematic. You don't give up that match that much to the Ravens and be not be able. You can't stop anybody. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna invest in a team that has no defense. I, I think Jacksonville could beat either Pittsburgh or New England. You think Jacksonville is playing? I'm not that saying good. they're going to, but they have the defense in place. And if, Depends on which Bortles you get. Yeah, you know, Blake Bortles is the wild card. But, you know, if if Big Leonard's healthy, then they have a really good shot, in my opinion. And, and there you go right there. Now, when you talk about, I'm gonna, uh, talk, when you talk about this contest right here between the, the Steelers and the Patriots last night, Tom Brady, I, I guess you could say bounces back, still only put up 20 points. I believe it was only 20 points in a, in a, and in the, even in the sixth uh Pass a touchdown lead. He throws for 298 yards, one touchdown, one uh, very unbirdie-like interception. We see Rex Burkhead go down, Matt. And what I will say is this. With Rex Burkhead going down, not a torn ACL, but still seems to be a knee injury that's going to keep him out for a while, probably into the playoffs. Deion Lewis and Mike Gillisley immediately come to mind. I think Deion Lewis can safely go into lineups championship Sunday. Mike Gillisley, not so much. Well, Deion Lewis, you're excited to start. I was... That was a crushing injury for uh, for me with my teams because you, you see it. He is the goal line back Burkhead, 
And uh, he, they're saying in, he'll probably be back for the playoffs, the real playoffs. So, you know, you're not, he's, he's done for week 16. I mean, he was bad enough. Uh, after Fantasy Football Live, I got back home. Me and the wife were having some ramen downstairs at the Gotham Market. TV, uh, the game was on the big screen. And I, I like it. that place, Gotham Market. Yeah, shout out to Gotham Market. And I seen uh, Antonio Brown. The, saw the injury. Yeah, I did spit up my ramen. I, it's too damn delicious. <laughs> I did finish it. Though. I'll say that your stomach and, didn't feel right. Yeah, and then later I get to see Burkhead go down, and I was like, oh. four for twelve. He does score a touchdown, Jake. When you look at the Pats running backs, if you want to use them in Week 16, obviously it's not really your favorite place to go. We know that. Been knowing that. Um, what do you think about Deion Lewis in Week 16? You do think I understand it's way too early, but you do think Lewis is going to be a guy that fantasy owners are going to be able to start next week, right? No, oh, absolutely. Look, yesterday when the news broke out about Chris Hogan, I was back on with Rex Burkhead and Deion mm-hmm. Lewis, more so Rex Burkhead because Chris Hogan was out. Everybody's not healthy, and you go right back to what the situation was before, weeks before, with no Chris Hogan, and it was Burkhead and Deion Lewis. And now with no Burkhead, the fact is Deion Lewis, yes, but now James White is back on the radar, especially in, or more so in PPR. So they'll both be on the radars now. But I think that people like going far enough as Mike Gillisley. That that's definitely still a mistake. Yeah, I don't think Mike Gillisley is somebody that you can go through this week. I don't think that he sneaks in there and get that goal line work. Been inactive a little bit for, for a little bit too long. When you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers running game, obviously that goes through Le'Veon Bell. 24 carries, 117 yards, one touchdown. What I thought was going to end up happening, Jake, I thought when Antonio Brown went out, it would become more and more of a Le'Veon Bell game. He gets those 24 carries, also catches five passes. But I think the player that everybody's going to be talking about and everybody's going to be figuring out a way to get into their lineup next week has to be Juju Smith-Schuster. More than likely owned in the majority of leagues that are still playing right now. But Smith-Schuster owners had picked him up, held on to him, rode him through the bench to buy a week the suspension. Next week, you got a piece that very well can help you win a fantasy football championship. If I'm not mistaken, the Pittsburgh Steelers next week are up against the Houston Texans on Christmas night. Is that correct? Well, that's why there's more than just Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously, he's the easy one, but now you can go get Martavis Bryant back up because Martavis made that catch earlier in the game, which was actually pretty impressive. And don't forget about Jesse James. Look, Jesse James, for that, whatever the catch is in the NFL, we had catches that shouldn't have been catches, catches that weren't catches yesterday. Yesterday was the biggest problem ever with what the hell is a catch in the NFL. But that being said, don't forget about Jesse James because if Vance McDonald is out with Antonio Brown out, you possibly have a tight end if you've been looking for one to help you in this run. And then if you're going deep dive in PPR, Eli Rogers. But obviously, Juju and Martavis are the top two. Juju and Mar- Mar- Juju, Juju uh, Smith, Smith-Schuster. Much Darius Hayward Bay catch a touchdown next week. Oh, I'm sure something like yeah. that is going to happen. Darius Hayward Bay. <laughs> DHB know how to show up in those situations. I mean, look, that play, the Jesse James play, could have caused people, you know, chances to get to the championship game. Yes. That's an eight-point swing from Ben. Or, or a six-point swing, depending upon four-point, six-point touchdowns. And, you know, I don't know what the hell a catch is. I, you know, you could explain to me on every different kind of Ooh, Okay, level. so the Jesse James wasn't a touchdown catch, but what was the other one that looked it funny? Uh, was, it, was it in Minnesota? There was another play. Um, there, there was the one in the end zone where the butt was half out of bounds, but the butt cheek touched in bounds. That, that was Carolina. That was Carolina, yes. So that one was like, but the problem was like he bobbled it as he was going to a ground and whether that that was completed. So there was that one. There was Jesse James one. So there's those two. And then there was also, um, uh, shoot, there was one other one. I guess somebody I fell. He, he fell on the one yard line, stuck the ball out. The tip of the ball 
touched the plane. It looked like an incomplete pass, but it was a touchdown. It was uh, the it was yeah, the Green Bay one. Oh no! It was, was Bird. It? it was Bird in the. It was, it was Bird. Because I didn't think but it was, there was another count, one too. And I and I needed that for Cam. Yeah, so. it was it was another one too though. There was like three of them yesterday. But the point being is that this yeah. is the problem with the NFL rule is so convoluted. And yes, I, I said the same thing. I retweeted Wingo. Was it Michael Thomas? And Rich- no, Michael. Well, yeah, Michael <laughs> Thomas was stupid too. It's like the yeah. heel was down, but then the toe touched out. So wait, wait. You're telling me that it's okay if the toe hits first and then the heel hits out, so that's a catch. But if the heel hits, but then the toe does, that's not a catch. Like this is what I'm talking about. The NFL rule is just so convoluted and stupid. They, like they made it so complicated that somebody who's probably never played football sat there and came up with this. Some lawyer came up with what the rule should be, and it's just it's it's so frustrating. Like I said, it was either Eisen or Wingo that just tweeted out yesterday said this is all it should be is if the if the guy has control a knee and two feet or whatever the combination is is down after that it's a catch even if the, the ground can't fumble it and that's or can't cause the fumble it's just it's annoying it is annoying i don't know what a catch is either Dez caught it as far as i'm concerned <laughs> no, Dez didn't well that's what he's saying yeah according to the rule Jesse James wasn't a catch. According to the rule, the Michael Thomas wasn't. But Jesse James should be. He had two feet down, a knee down. He's extending for the goal line. If he was a runner, that's a touchdown. But because he's heading to the ground, it's not because he's catching. So, like, the if the ground can't cause a fumble for a runner, and that's what Eisen was trying to say, then why is it that it can be for a catch? It's just that we made it overly complicated. Not we, they did. This is something that the NFL, the competition committee, going to have to sit down with and deal with over the offseason. When you look back at some of the other performances in that big-time game yesterday, Matt Medica, um, people are still complaining about Tom Brady three weeks in a row. He, more than likely, a lot of Tom Brady start quarterback teams are really reeling right now. But Rob Gronkowski yesterday, nine receptions for 168 yards, really came up big in the second half of that game. Everything you paid for when you drafted Rob Gronkowski, second, third round, wherever you got him, he delivered for you when you needed him the most. Yes, his last two games, he got the suspension. Deservedly so. It should have been longer than one game. But the game in the game against the Bills two weeks ago and yesterday, it, it's been Gronky Tonk. He's just dominated. I mean, literally. And he almost had that other touchdown. Great play by the uh, Steelers defender to swat it out. Yeah, that was a great play by the Steelers defender on that play. And those dudes can't guard Rob Gronkowski. And interesting, after the game, they were interviewing him. He talked about how he's fully his body feels fully healthy now. He's fully healthy, his body feels good, and he's at that spot at the right time of the season. So I think another big Rob Gronkowski game is coming up for Rob Gronkowski owners. When you look at some of the rest of the people on the Patriots, Brandon Cooks catches four passes for 60 yards. He also gets a touchdown. Brandon Cooks, Jake, a lot of people disappointed, but still, I think he got a job done, and he also had a nice season this year. I would go right back to him in the first round of 2018 drafts. Who? Brandon Cooks? Yeah. There's no no way I'm touching in the first round of next year's drafts. No way. Why not? Too many. Because he doesn't deserve to be. Hmm. He doesn't deserve. To, he didn't deserve to be there this year. He doesn't deserve to be there next year. I'm Third thinking round. he's going to finish as a wide receiver one though. It doesn't matter where he finishes. Okay. The week to week, the week to week inconsistency is a huge problem. Get Matt Medica's opinion on that when we come back on the other side. Overreaction Monday, 844-843-6879. Let's hurry up and get those telephone calls coming in. Let me know if you're going to be with us in week 16. I need to know. 844-843-6879. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Overreaction Monday, FNTSY Radio. Need you on the telephone lines. Overreact with us, 844-843-6879. Yes, the all-in kid saw me struggle to get my microphone on. Very good, right there. You have to say it. That's why I was doing it in silence. <laughs> I, just keep it, I just keep it a buck with the audience. Um, Before we went to break, we were talking about Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. Before we get back into the Brandon Cooks thing, I want to say this people looking to win their fantasy football championships on christmas night you could very well do so the two games are the pittsburgh steelers at the houston texans big ben smith schuster Le'Veon bell d hop final game of the fantasy football year is the oakland raiders at the philadelphia eagles you got the players on the Eagles. <laughs> Four touchdown foes. You got Nick Foles. Aguilar's in the mix. Alshon Jeffrey. Obviously, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, a big, big time player this year. And then you have Michael Crabtree. I hope you're not playing uh, one of that uh, David Carr. <laughs> I, you said, no, you mean Derek. No, I mean David. <laughs> Trust me, I know what See, I'm talking about. See, I was right about. all along. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> you were right, Matt. Matt, when, you, when, you, when we talked about it and discussed it in the break, you guys are right. Second round pick for Brandon Cooks. But you asked a good question. Who would I rather have in 2018? Brandon Cooks or Tyreek Hill? I'm going to give the slightest in that conversation to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's going to be a close one. I probably would too. I, I think Brandon Cooks next year, it'll be year two in this Patriot offense as well. It's not mm-hmm. the easiest offense to pick up. Brandon Cooks does more with less than pretty much any wide receiver in uh, in football. I, I think he's a hell of a player. You saw week one. I think he had like three pass interference calls You know, in the end zone or right by the end zone. Week two, got tackled on the one. So, you know, it's been a victim of circumstances in some situations, but uh, I still like Brandon Cooks a lot. There are receivers I'm, I know to have ahead of him, yeah. obviously, but him and Tyreek Hill, you know, I, I think the guys are going to be uh, high on boards. Let me ask you a question, Jake. Same, well, let me not ask you a question, but same question. I understand 2018, hard to look for. You don't know how these team changes. But on the surface of what we have right now, who would you rather have, Tyreek Hill or, or Brandon Cooks? Which format am I playing? In, uh, in, in the standard format. In standard, I'm taking Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. In PPR, I might consider Tyreek Hill. Because here's the thing. It was, I even pulled it up during the break. So standard, Brandon Cooks had eight games of single digits, five games under five points. In PPR, he actually had six games of un- single, uh, actually under eight points, even in a PPR. Mm-hmm. So that's the inconsistency I'm talking about. But when you go to Tyreek Hill, the standard – is ridiculously more. He's actually only has six double-digit games, but in a PPR, he gets that boost because every single week he's catching four or five passes. So his floor is better than Cooks in a PPR. Cooks' floor is better in a standard, but 
their ceilings are kind of similar. So it's just both of them are wildly inconsistent. Neither of them I want as my wide receiver one. I'd want them as my number two if they are my wide receiver one. That means I took a stud running back or even went running mm. back, running back to start. That means I probably don't get them. I can see that being the case also. Come 2018 when we start this thing all over and go for it again. But obviously you got a long time until we get to that. Right now it's about getting past week 16, getting that W. And I want to hear from some of the homies. 844-843-6879. And we start with Anthony in Boston. Anthony, my man, what's good with you? How did week 15 go for you? Week 15 went great. Y'all gave me good advices. Um, I came out big, even though I played against uh, Kareem Hunt owner. Nice. But um, yeah, I came out good. Greg Dokin set up. Olsen stepped up. Shady. Gordon. Aaron Rodgers gave me 20, so it was good. Good week. So I'm going in the championship round. I'm going to need y'all this week. I'm going to stop my week out with one question for this week. I have Jarvis Landry, um, Gordon, and and Stephon Diggs. And on the waiver wire, there's Robin Woods. Would you play him in front of any one of those guys? I don't think I'll be willing to play Robert Woods in front of any one of those guys. At least that's the way I look at it right now, Anthony. Still kind of too early in the week, still trying to get through overreaction Monday. I'll and then, say this, though. Ahead, Ro- I, is Robert Woods playing the Titans? I think he's playing oh, the Titans I think this, this I think they do play the Titans <laughs> yeah. this week. So I'm definitely picking up Robert Woods, and I'll make that decision later. But I would scoop him up, and I think he's probably going to f- maybe find a way in. If not, I'm going to keep him away from my competitor. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Hey, Anthony, you went against the Kareem Hunt owner. How did you feel on on Saturday night? Yo, I was like, now let me tell you, I went against him, but I also had Gordon. Okay, you had Melvin Gordon, so, so you felt good. Yeah, so I felt kind of good because I was up 18 to 6 points with Melvin Gordon, and then all of a sudden the hunt just went off. But without with Eckler going out, Gordon picked up all those passes that Eckler would usually catch. So I was he picking up garbage points, so I was – I was like, good. And then Shady McCoy went off early in this game, so I was like, all right, I'm good. I know that was crazy because Shady goes down, leaves the game, he comes back and catches a touchdown pass, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I know the Shady owners are relieved right now (laughs) because I'm like, wow, he goes out giving you nothing in that big-time game in this spot. It's pretty tough. So it all came through for you, Anthony. Congratulations. You're headed to Week 16. Thank you. Thank you, guys. No doubt about it. So there you go right there, 844-843-6879, overreaction Monday. Want to hear how you doing. Want to know if you're going on to week 16. Brad is in Minnesota. What up, Brad? How we doing? We going to week 16? Oh, Corey, my man. Uh Uh-oh. Three out of four leagues. I'm going to a championship. There you go right there, Brad. Good job getting it done. So how did this week week play out for you? What, What went down? Well, my my two leagues, uh, my two other leagues went down pretty good. I I had Kareem Hunt in both of them. Mm-hmm. One one pretty heavily uh, against those opponents. My my league that I asked you guys about last week. Shout out to Jake. I played uh, Foles over Kirk Cousins. Did me justice. And then uh, I put in Rashard Matthews, like you guys told me, and he he got the job done. But in in that league. I was down 156 to 93. Mhm. Dude had Melvin Gordon and Ingram and I had Gurley, 
Burkhead and Matthews, and I came up fucking beat them by 105 points or 1.5 points. There you go, right there. Ty Gurley with a big a big game yesterday. Ty Gurley definitely repaid his owners all season long and put a nice big number up yesterday. Jake, when it came to that Nick Foles, Kirk Cousins thing, it's a month ago Cousins was matchup proof, but Foles was absolutely the right call this week. He got it done, and Nick Foles is going to help people win fantasy championships next week. Yeah, it definitely is. That's, yeah, I got to tell you, it seems like a lot of people are struggling with that decision because this isn't like a back. I was just surprised how many people are rotating quarterbacks out in week 15 because mm-hmm. by far the most thank thing I got yesterday was thank you for Nick Foles. I'm like, wow, I can't believe this many people are at week 15 with a quarterback situation like that. But it goes to show they continue like it's not what you want to do. Like I would I would not prefer to go into week 15 and say, hey, let me pick up a quarterback that just started replacing somebody who got hurt. But it just again continues to show us the kind of things that you could find and as i've said a couple weeks ago we talked about on the show blake portals is leading people with fantasy titles so you can always find something at quarterback usually man the depth at quarterback i mean you're quarterback snob i get it mm-hmm. and you know i'm thinking of doing some quarterback snob stuff next year you would never think in week 15 going to nick Foles to win you a championship and then going right back to him again in week 16 to win the whole thing. Yeah, no, and it's like, uh, look what Russell Wilson did yesterday. Yeah, Russell you Wilson know, was a dog yesterday. Best player in fantasy or one of the best players. I mean, MVP-like, you know, if you had Russell Wilson, you were loving life. And, look, I would have been having to stop Bortles even in that matchup. You had to have a little apprehension, even folds. Picking up a guy, making his first start of the season – but, but hey, they they got it done. I'm still look. I don't. I gotta see how Brady finishes this year off because he hasn't looked like Tom Brady. Maybe it's an injury or so. He guy's gonna be 41 next year. But you know the Russell Wilsons of the world, Aaron Rodgers healthy. Those guys are gonna be right up top of my board, and I'm not gonna be afraid to pay for those guys. Here you go, right there. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Kamal is in New Jersey. Overreaction Monday. Kamal, give us some good news. Uh, I got good news and bad news. All right, what's the good? Give us the bad news first. All right, I called in on Friday to ask y'all a question, but when you got to me, my call dropped. Uh-oh. And the question I have for you was the reason why I'm down right now. What was the question? I started Mike Davis. It was McKinnon or Mike Davis. I just to say JMK. And yeah, I messed up, but I started Mike Davis. And now I'm down six instead of up six because I played the Kareem Hunt owner and the Nick Foles owner. Who do you have tonight? So I have Mike Evans. No, no, no. He has Mike Evans. I have O.J. Howard. And I wanted to ask you, should I drop O.J. Howard for Austin Hooper for upside or just keep it as is? I think I would just leave it at this. How many points are you down? Six. Six. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a hell of a sweat. And a, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Austin Hooper or O.J. Howard versus Mike Evans isn't ideal, especially being in the hole six. No, it's not. Right. Hopefully you'll be able to pull it, pull it off, though. But I would I would, I would, I would go with o, I would continue to ride with O.J. Howard. What would you say, Drake? I mean, Drake. <laughs> second day, this is the second time. <laughs> I called him Drake one day last week, too. What would you say, what would you say Jake? At, what was the scoring? Oh, that's a good question. Come on, what was the scoring? PPR standard. It's uh, .5 PPR. Half point PPR. Mm. I'd probably go Hooper, honestly, because he can get the catches. O.J. Howard, you're hoping for a touchdown. 
Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough one. I mean, look, it's just, both of them are going to be boom or bust, honestly. You could get a one or a ten from either one of them. No doubt about it. I can see that. I got a league where I got Austin Hooper going tonight. I don't think he's going to give me the 60 I need, but uh, you never know. 844-843-6879. We come back. Still want to hear from you. Want to hear the good news. Want to hear the bad news. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Fantasy football frenzy, overreaction Monday, week 15, just about in the book still, got Monday Night Football to go, a lot of people moving on to week 16, the Fantasy Football Super Bowl, want to hear from you, 844-843-6879, Aaron Rodgers made his return yesterday, 26 of 45, 290 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, Jake, what do you think of Aaron Rodgers' performance, and do you think we see him again next week? Oh, absolutely. I think at this point, why not? I, like, I know that they're not in the playoffs, but why are you going to bench him if he's already out there and fine? Like, I, I don't know. To be honest with you, at this point, I don't know what to make of the Packers because I don't think they're ever bringing him back because of the injury risk in the team, how hesitant they are to bring him out every single week. But let's put it this way. Let's just assume he's out there. And what we saw yesterday is the fact that Jordy Nelson is the bigger problem than Aaron Rodgers. Jordy Nelson is not separating. Jordy Nelson is slow. And if the offensive line is going to be as basically weak as it was yesterday and getting you can see the defensive line getting Aaron Rodgers face that much and he has to make that many quick decisions Jordy Nelson doesn't have the time to separate so he's not going to be able to throw him to touchdown so unfortunately Jordy Nelson wasn't revived yesterday I had him way too high everybody had him way too high we thought he would catch at least one touchdown the interesting thing is this week is we got Devontae Adams versus Xavier Rose now so even if Aaron Rodgers is that quarterback I mean who do you start Randall Cobb because you don't want Adams versus Rose you don't want Nelson without being able to separate it's it, that's a tough call this week. And we got to keep an eye on Devontae Adams. Another as as bone jarring concussion yeah, for Devontae yeah. Adams. This guy may not have. He no, should not be on the football field this week. I agree. He got killed earlier in the season Thursday night. Adams and Rodgers or just Adams? Adams definitely should not play. I think they have to protect him from himself. I mean, I would did, agree. Didn't he have a concussion last year too? He had a concussion yeah. late in the season. He's the one that came back from a Thursday night or yeah, yeah, night exactly. Thursday or something like that. From that, from that helmet, the helmet where he was wasn't they put him on a stretcher that night? <laughs> It's, it's insane. Look, nobody so. nobody seems to recover quicker from a concussion than Devontae Adams. But they need to protect this guy no from doubt. himself. They got to protect him from himself. CTE. I mean, if I'm him, I'm like, you know what? I love the game, but I gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta worry about my life after football right now. And I, I don't know. I, I can't see that happening. I want to give a shout out to Cameron Jarrell Newton. I didn't even know his middle name, and, Matt. And, and also, <laughs> I'll, I'll give the old kid a shout out because I said. There were two quarterbacks I was going to play ahead of Aaron Rodgers, and that was Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger. You had Cam number two. Cam delivered. Uh, I got some nasty tweet, uh, text from my friend in the Staten Island League about Cam early on, but 
that all changed to goodness later on, and we did advance. It there you go, right there, Dilly Dilly Camp Newton, Matt. When you look at what, what, what's this, what would you do with Aaron Rodgers? What, what happens with Aaron Rodgers next week versus the Minnesota Vikings? Same kind of setup as week as week fifteen. Where you know what, quarterback one, throw him out there, or you like you know what, let's pull back the range a little bit. If there's no Devontae Adams and you're going up against this defense, look, I, I have a hard time benching Aaron Rodgers. But if he's not going to have the look, he was he made those plays. Vintage Aaron Rodgers running around, yeah. buying time, took a big hit but, with some. Yeah, with a fat, he's got another a big fat defensive lineman fell on him, and that, and that collarbone held up too. I think Mines wouldn't have. Atlanta wins tonight. I don't know if I'm the Packers. He's not got no playoffs. It's tough. I don't know if Rodgers is going to want to sit, but I'm, I may sit him. All right, there you go, right there, Jake Randall Cobb. No Devonte Adams could be a case. Jordy Nelson not getting separation. We saw Cobb get a heavily targeted last week. Is somebody is Randall Cobb somebody in the mix for Week 16? I would say no matter who the quarterback is, he's in the mix. But it's not somebody I'm looking to plug in for my championship game. Unless I, I mean, maybe you, look, you lost Antonio Brown. There's a very real potential that you could be out there searching for an option at this point. So if there's a case where you lost somebody like that, then you know Randall Cobb in the PPR, especially given the situation. Look, let's assume. Devontae Adams is out. You have to think Xavier Rose is going to go after Jordy Nelson and not Randall Cobb because Randall Cobb plays a lot of the slot. And Xavier Rose does shadow, unlike most corners, that he's one of the few that does. So uh, maybe he doesn't for the entire game, but you have to assume most of the time he would be on Nelson if Adams isn't out there. Hey, Geronimo Allison, maybe he can win a few championships. Oh, wow. Geronimo. I was so happy when he fumbled because I was playing Jordy Nelson yeah. in the league. I didn't, oh, you want, him, yeah, I didn't yeah. want him catching a touchdown late and stuff. Yeah, I'd love that so. part of fantasy football where you would like, you'd be like, tackle him, tackle him, tackle him. I need that one-yard touchdown run. Darn it. Yeah, no, I Randall mean, look, Cobb. Yeah, look it, it depends on your situation. Yeah, no doubt. And if Rodgers plays, then I'm more apt to putting Cobb in there, especially when I, I don't think Devontae Adams should be on the field. But it's not something I'm really excited to do. No, you can't be. <laughs> and that is a tough call right there. Um, On the Carolina Panthers side of the football, Cam Newton goes crazy, 20-31. 242, four touchdowns for Mr. Newton. Also got some... Rushing yards out of him, too. Cam Newton also runs for 58 yards. Christian McCaffrey runs for 63 yards. Jay Stu, Jonathan Stu, a lot of people asked about him over the weekend. Only 27 yards. Uh, Greg Olson, though, bounces back big time. Jake, his first big game of the season. Nine for 116 with a touch for Greg Olson. Looks like he is healthy and simulated right back into the offense quite nicely. But we didn't see Devin Funches this week. No, so there's two things here. One is supremely disappointing on the Funches side of things. Is there's a lot of people that rolled him out there. I had him yep. as a wide receiver. I had a top 10 wide receiver, and there was every reason to have him as such, and he disappointed a lot of people. But the other problem is I don't know who had Greg Olson. I mean, congratulations, good luck to you if you did. I think a lot of people out there were on the same page as I don't want to trust Greg Olson in Week mm-hmm. 15. And the fact that he's exited games, he's you know he had one where he came back and then missed the next week. How do you trust Greg Olson in that situation? But he looked great yesterday. So if you were forced into that situation, like Greg Olson was in the conversation with the Safarian Jenkins and Seals Jones and OJ Howards and all those type of guys where like you're hoping for a touchdown, they're a boom bust play. If you fell into that, congratulations. And now, if you're advancing with him, I think you feel better about next week for sure. No doubt about it. I mean, I, I remember doing a lot of like yesterday. I told somebody to play Charles Clay over him. I know that dude is probably cussing, <laughs> calling me everything but a child of God, Matt. But it is what it is. But, yeah, no, exactly. For me, I didn't want to play Greg Olson. He was, just, like Jake said, after that, say, tight end one. Yeah. We said that top 12. 
then I, I would have been more apt to roll Olsen out just for the upside and, yeah. and the matchup that he did have. But yeah, he was he was not in my top. He he wasn't a top twelve, or if he was, he was borderline at best. Your boy CMC Matt catches another six passes, seventy three yards and a touchdown reception. That's the guy that you've been rocking. How are they not using him like that all year? Go, and, sorry, yeah. go ahead. And, and why sorry. didn't they stop? Why did they stop? You see that opening drive? It was like yes, it was just keep doing that, keep doing that. Look, this is a guy that next year, if you play in PPR, you got to be excited. Second or third round. I, I want him in the third. I would want him in the I third, do. but, yeah. you know, end of the second round, I, I, I'm probably going to pay for that. Uh, the problem is if he's the second round, I would only do a second round if I already have a running back. I wouldn't want him to be my number one, even in PPR. But, see, look, I, look, depending upon where I pick. If I pick early, sure. I want, like, Olivia Bell, Antonio Brown, Todd Gurley, like that kind yeah. of mix. But if I'm picking later on, you have to you have to look at it all depends where, where you get the drawer as well. I I agree if I can get the stud running back mm. like, like a girly type, yeah, I'm going to take him in the first round. But you can get running backs too. I'm not saying they're always going to work out, but I, this year going in, two guys I highlighted. If I didn't go running back in the first two rounds, I was looking at the Carlos Hyde Mark Ingram combo. Mm-hmm. And up until like this week or last week, Carlos Hyde's worked out pretty much all year. He's Mark a, Ingram's been a, a beast. donut now, Carlos yeah. Hyde. So you can do it. You have to map out the field, see where things fall. I, I don't want to I don't want to be constricted to one way or another, but it's hard passing up, you know, 80 80 uh, catches or so from your running back at the end of round two. Yeah, Jake, it looks like it's going to be that kind of season going to finish up with that eight, in that 80 catch range, which is, is a phenomenal season for the rookie running back. But in standard, did he satisfy in standard? Or was he a bust in standard, Christian McCaffrey? It's, he, okay, so the numbers to date satisfied, but it's more about the fact that the week-to-week consistency mm-hmm. is. If you look at standard, he's actually go back to Brandon Cooks and Tyreek Hill. That's pretty much what he's been for the running back position. So in standard, he honestly has been disappointing because even as your RB2, there was way too many weeks of two points, three points, five points, three, four. Actually, here, I'll pull it up real quick. He's got, yeah, look at this, six, four, 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 five, five. That's, I mean, six, that was that six weeks I just named there? So that's mm-hmm. the problem is that but, it's just all, way too often he's underperforming. But in standard, wouldn't he have been been lesser value? I mean, the, the appeal to me... I think he'll be less of value in standard next year. Next year. No, no, but I'm saying this year people, was, that, of, was on that rookie running my, back. My appeal this year was, like, we were thinking the floor of 50 catches, mm-hmm. possibly 60, 60 plus, and that... And in, in the NFFC, when we went live in New York, I got him late third and I think early fourth in one. That's and that's I, excellent in the PPR. You know, I would have been on him at that point. That, but he, had, he was one of the other guys that he was going further down. He was starting to slide. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, see, it's uh, like even a PPR, he's got like six games of about 10 points or less, a couple single digits, and that's not terrible, Mm-mm. especially for a running back. It's just, I, it really looks at what the Panthers are going to do next year. Is Jonathan Stewart still there and they're going to still keep screwing around with that? Then I'd rather take him in the third to your question. If they get rid of him or, you know, just bring in another complimentary piece that's maybe less than Jonathan Stewart, then I'd feel better about him in the second round to what Matt's saying. It's just, I struggle with how the Panthers use him. That's my biggest And then problem. you got to take into consideration that. Who knows what the Carolina Panthers are going to be next year? 
maybe their new owner comes in and be like, all of y'all gone. You know what I'm <laughs> well, saying? Well, don't forget, Curtis Samuel is going to be healthy, and he was starting to get more work. Oh, and right. you know, they, They're probably going to address the wide receiver position next year. So you got, you got to see what that team is going to look like next year. And if they bring in somebody that spreads over the middle of the field a little bit more, then that's going to take away from what Christian McCaffrey does. So yeah. I'd rather see him. Look, I want him. I'm with Matt. I mean, like, I've always been a Christian McCaffrey guy. Like, I want him to get at least 15 touches somehow, some way, every single game. But I, you know, the Panthers just keep going elsewhere. Now they got now now. Uh, yeah, I, I was actually a little disappointed that he finished. I think in the PPR like 25 points after like that first series. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, wow, this could be like you know some insane kind of day. Against that Packers defense. I want to see him run the football between the tackles more. Maybe he gets an opportunity to do that next season. But obviously, we got to see what happens because that team is going to be sold at the end of the year. Who knows it? Maybe Steph Curry bought the team. We said Steph Curry. I don't know if Steph Curry got enough money to buy the team, though, but. Whatever. Yeah, casual Fridays, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Richard, Mr. Richardson was a fan of casual Fridays. Make sure you don't go down that road. Phone lines will open 844-843-6879. couple of moments from yesterday's action I want to talk about when we come back right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy on Overreaction Monday. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Final few minutes, hour number one, overreaction Monday, semifinals. Coming up in hour number two, Tracy Hankins, Inside Injuries to join the program. Get your latest updates on Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a guy we haven't talked about. Yeah, we haven't. I need Keenan Allen. Uh, Well, that was Saturday. Yeah, that was – do you have the latest on that, Jake? Sutton went off the field on the golf cart. I need him to play on Sunday. I got him on my championship team. Hold on. Oh, wait. No, this is still my phone. This isn't Schefter's phone. Sorry, everybody. I thought you was connected, Jake. I thought you was Ian Rapsheet. What's up, Rapsheet? No. No. I'm Rapsheet. Something else. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I got the text this morning from my friend. He's like, yeah, what's up? Get it on. Cart it off. It's why I forgot about it because it was Saturday. Yeah. I I was hoping for some garbage time, too. Yeah. I got carted off. That would have been nice. Man. By the way, Corey. If Florio, if I could hold my lead over uh, Ronis and Florio can pull it off, we have Frank, Florio, you, and me all advancing in flex. That how about that? But Seth, well, none of us made it in non PPO. You don't have. I think you have that game one. I don't know who does Ronis have. Are you talking about it, me? Yeah, I thought you had. No, Ronis. I'm I'm up by 19. He still has Julio. It's half point PPO. Oh, he does have Julio. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't have anybody tonight. Falcons defense, but we ticked. Uh, my defense is ticked down. If you remember. Mm-hmm. That's, I right. oh, yeah. score. It's, That's it's good. It's hard for the defense to score. Hey, I got the Falcons defense going in the spot tonight too. I need them to have, need them to pick, well, I need them to pick off Jameis six times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the the matchup uh, earlier with between Jake and Ronish, and he did what I did in the league too. I started Jimmy Graham and benched Evan Ingram, mm-hmm. and that's like an 18-point yeah. swing. Well, I had, a full I had Jimmy PPR. Graham. I had Jamal Williams in my lineup and Christian McCaffrey on the bench. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. 
What's that? Eli Williams. Manning carried me though. Eli that Manning. was good. Look at that. I had Jamal Williams in my lineup too. So that team is uh no longer. It's all because it's hot girly. That's that's the big thing. Yeah, girly game. Yeah, I went up. Let me tell y'all what happened. When my, when that team like that like the team that I got taken away from me yesterday, that team was fighting. That team was fighting all through the one o'clock games. I was like, yeah, because he had like everybody going at one o'clock, and he only had like two people going at four o'clock. But the score would kept rising, rising a little bit, and I'm like, okay, I'm still in this thing. You know what I'm saying? The Buffalo Bills defense, Jay Cutler's the gift that keeps on giving. So I'm hanging in there. My man, four baskets hitting field goal after field goal after field goal. D Hop had that big play on Jalen Ramsey, and then. You know, as I, my scoring slowed down, I said, you know what? I'm going to go get my $2 bill, my lucky $2 bill. And I go grab my lucky $2 bill. I sit it on the TV. And then I just see his score jump. And I'm like, well, what's going on? Then I see his score jump again. And I'm like, well, who does he have that's going crazy right now? And I saw Todd Gurley. And I was like, I don't know if the $2 bill going to be able to have this that mojo that it had last Whoa, week. Oh, wait. You're telling me the $2 bill didn't work? <laughs> yeah, the $2 bill didn't work. Pee-wee Kirkland started off. <laughs> I ended up taking that $2 bill to the store last night. You know what I'm saying? Here's some course light. <laughs> the course light. Here's a $2 bill. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So the $2 bill did not did not bring me the luck I needed to. The two dollar bill could not slow down Todd Gurley. <laughs> the the best text barrage I got yesterday was with my partner in Staten Island. When Mark Ingram scored that late touchdown, yeah. the things he said about the Jets and their organization. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a lot of good times yesterday. A lot of lot, lot of good things going on. But shout out to the people at Heinz Field. That was a good scene yesterday. Towels waving for Ryan Shazier as they were getting ready for the game of the year. You want to talk about the field, Corey? Did you notice? Did you hear how many? Would you pay attention to the Giants game at all? No. Oh, you could hear it on national TV. You could hear how That's many how Eagles fans were in that stadium. Wow. No, there was oh, a lot of Eagles fans just in general. They let the they let the Eagles fans take over that stadium. They let they 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 sold the tickets out right there to the Eagles fans. But shout out, it's good to see Ryan stays there in Pittsburgh. Terrible towel waving. I, oh yes. I do not think that he. I don't think he stood up or anything like that. So don't know what's going on with that. And also, in the hospital. Yeah. Uh huh. And also, exactly. At least not in the hospital. And also, Teddy Bridgewater gets back on the field. Yesterday, too, standing ovation for him out there in Minnesota. Mr. Sussman will come over. We'll come back. He'll take hour number two for you. I'll be back tomorrow morning. Overreaction Monday. Mr. Sussman, the all-in kid of Wall Street, coming up next.